This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a bill in the House calls for big changes to increase protections for federal whistleblowers. Some are worried readjustments at the Office of Personnel Management are just more steps towards merging it with GSA. A judge dismisses a federal employee union lawsuit challenging an OSC opinion on what employees can and can't support in the office. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the federal newscast. I'm Eric White. House Democrats make a significant push to improve whistleblower protection rights for federal employees. A new bill would give certain federal whistleblowers access to a jury trial. It would also expand whistleblower protections to all non-career appointees in the senior executive service. The legislation came from House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and House Whistleblower Caucus Co-Chair Jackie Speer. The Whistleblower Protection Improvement Act would also limit the disclosure of a federal employee's identity. The Office of Personnel Management reorganized a few dozen of its employees into a new directorate. OPM says the new Human Capital Data Management and Modernization Directorate will allow the agency to better manage federal employee data. But the American Federation of Government Employees says it's a backdoor effort to advance the OPM merger with the General Services Administration. The union says employees in this new directorate will be placed in a working group with GSA. AFGE also says the moves will impact employees' work and responsibilities. OPM disagrees. Federal employees are still not allowed to support or oppose impeaching the president or cite the resist movement against President Trump while at the workplace. A district judge threw out the American Federation of Government Employees lawsuit challenging the Office of Special Counsel's 2018 opinion outlawing such activity. The Trump administration is taking another shot at reskilling the federal workforce. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. A government-wide data science reskilling pilot will launch in September after the Office of Management and Budget kicked the idea around late last year. OMB is looking for up to 60 federal employees for the first round of training, which will be conducted entirely online. Employees will complete a capstone data project before graduating from the program, and OMB is looking at theming those projects around coronavirus pandemic response. The Census Bureau ran its own pilot and wrapped up training last month. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. 99% of all federal vendors on the General Services Administration's schedule program has moved to a consolidated contract. GSA says the initiative to make buying easier for agencies now moves into the final phase. Phase 3 is where vendors will consolidate their multiple contracts down to one per unique entity identifier, which is replacing the Dun & Bradstreet number. GSA says these changes will reduce vendor overhead costs and make it simpler for agency customers to find all the products and services a vendor offers. The Census Bureau says it'll wrap up 2020 field operations at the end of September, a month earlier than it projected. Director Stephen Dillingham says the Bureau is looking to submit its apportionment data to Congress and the President by December 31st, a statutory deadline Census officials already said they can no longer meet because of delays from the coronavirus pandemic. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney is requesting briefings from census leaders about the change and has introduced a bill that would keep the Bureau on track to submit apportionment data in April 2021. And now for something entirely different, an IT program success. 
Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The Patent Trademark Office purposely took its patent application located in monitoring or Palm database offline. It was a way to test the failover capabilities that PTO installed after a 2018 multi-day outage. PTO CIO Jamie Holcomb wrote in a blog post that the redundant systems at the offsite locations took over virtually uninterrupted to support system users. The test outage focused on some of PTO's largest, most important, and most accessed IT applications. Holcomb says the next step is to fully automate the failover system. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A big change in the Air Force leadership this week. General C.Q. Brown is set to take over as Air Force Chief of Staff later tomorrow. He'll replace General David Goldfein. Brown will be the first black Chief of Staff in Air Force history. President Trump marked the milestone with a ceremonial swearing-in in the Oval Office yesterday. At least two members of Congress are questioning the Pentagon's decisions on its multi-billion dollar moving contract. More from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Responding to bid protests, U.S. Transportation Command first said it would take corrective action on the more than $7 billion reward to American roll-on, roll-off cargo, but then re-awarded the contract to the same company two weeks later. In a letter to DOD leadership this week, North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis requests a more thorough review by Transcom officials. In a separate letter to the House Armed Services Committee, West Virginia Congressman David McKinley asked that panel to conduct an independent investigation. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien is back at the White House after recovering from a mild case of COVID-19. A spokesman for the National Security Council says O'Brien has had two negative coronavirus tests in recent days. He first tested positive late last month. He's been working in a secure location away from the White House since then. And the Smithsonian Zoo and Air and Space Annex reopenings are also test beds for the rest of the system. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Lonnie Bunch, the secretary of the Smithsonian, says those two reopened first partly because they have large parking areas so visitors can avoid public transit. And the zoo is largely outdoors. He says the learnings about cleaning, foot traffic control, and ticket issuing will help govern how the rest of the museums open. Bunch said he visited the zoo personally and found that the animals seem to like the human interaction, even if the humans are masked. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.